Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who, as of this episode, has been hanging out with you once a week for a full year, Derek Halpin. For a full freaking year, man. We've been doing this this podcast for over 365 days now, if you're if you're listening to this. And it has been a ride, buddy. It has been quite the adventure. We've had some highs, we've had some lows, we've had some hilarious discussions, we've had some arguments, a lot of back and forths, been to a lot of wrestling shows, and look at where we're at today, look at where we were at a year ago. How you feeling? I think it's insane that uh, people are listening. It still still surprises me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not only are there listeners, there are new listeners. We've picked people up along the way, Derek. This hangout, it's snowballing. Believe it or not, as weird as we are, we have listeners around the world. This show is global, baby. It's international. We are something of a sensation in Iraq. We have some people, did you say in Brazil? We have some listeners in Brazil. Yeah, Brazil, Spain, the UK, Australia. And here you and I are in the Midwest of the United States of America, freezing our asses off. It's as if everybody has stumbled onto a weird public access station and for whatever reason, kept it on. Yep. They found us at two in the morning. They're letting it run. Yeah. You know what? They were watching that infomercial of the guy trying to sell all those knives. And here we are. <laughs> we came on right after, buddy. We got that 3 a.m. spot. We're trying to sell you on pro wrestling with the worst of pro wrestling a lot of the times. Uh, but yeah, we've been we've been doing this thing for a year. We have something a little special for you today. We went back through a bunch of our clips and tried to find. It's weird saying a best of, because was Derek was anything truly the best? I think that our listeners would say that we have some really good moments. Yeah, going back and listening to these, I totally forgot about a lot of things. So we're gonna do kind of just a compilation of some of the some fun moments. Some weird conversations. It's a special episode. We probably won't get to do this but once a year, can, assuming that we continue to do this for multiple years. But oh, uh, we're, we're doing this forever, Derek. You and was, I are going to die. <laughs> and that's when this ends. It, was, it really was. It was fun going back through old episodes and listening to some of our early stuff, listening to recent stuff and comparing it. And isn't it crazy when we were going back and listening to some of the stuff that... Um, some of it's hard to believe that it was a year ago. Some of those discussions we had early on, they don't feel like they were that long ago. No, this year has really flown by, and that could be because of just the amount of wrestling we've been watching and how often we were attending things and just keeping up with doing this show. It all just flew by. I think the the part that hit me the hardest is I don't feel like last year's WrestleMania was that long ago that as a point of reference, like I think after having watched the most recent Royal rumble and realizing that Nakamura won last year and then everything that's transpired since then, I think that point of reference really messed me up because it doesn't feel like that WrestleMania was that far ago. It really was. Think about even going back and listening to some of these old clips, there's, I actually found a clip where you were learning who Joey Janela was for the first time. Yeah. 
That's a, and that's now a, I'm quite familiar with Joey Janela. <laughs> he is, but also he's become a great pal. But take take a take a second to realize all the different things that have happened in the world of pro wrestling since we have started this podcast. Think not just about me getting introduced to Joey Janela, but think about where Cody and the Bucks have gone since then. Think about how SCU came onto the map in a big way in that time. Think of God. I don't the know. The rise Nido. and fall of Bullet Club. Right. Nido. The years he's had. Jericho. Like, you, you pick out all these individual names and you realize that, that since we have started this podcast, there, there's a story arc for every one of these people. Women's wrestling started main eventing things. Right. I mean, we, the, when we started, that stuff that was already, already on happened. the upswing. Right. But no, but still, like, yeah evolution yeah no i get what you're saying like there's a lot of things that have happened that significant significant moments aew the start of a new promotion ring of honor basically casting out a a good chunk of its core at one point we used to say something nice now we don't now we don't now we say (laughs) mean things that i i I did want to make a point to comment on that it's really funny going back to our early episodes and how naive we were and like we try to stay positive on this podcast we tried. I think, I think we still do. I think we, you know, we're pretty nice to, to things and we we respect everyone pretty well. I mean, even the jizzes of the world get their respect eventually. <laughs> I think we're way more cynical now. I think we just, I think as a slogan, we kind of abandoned the idea of we're not going to talk shit. We're not going to do it. We're just going to, we're just going to talk about the positives. And now we're just kind of like, eh, the negatives come up. We're talking shit for 15 minutes. That's what we do. <laughs> I I think we probably, uh, we still have fun with the negatives though. I, we're not, we're not too cynical now, right? No, I'd say we're more positive than most pro wrestling podcasts. And somehow out of all the pro wrestling podcasts out there, you've stumbled onto this one and we you've can't stumbled thank onto you this enough one. for it. And and they've stuck with us. Is this even is this is this even an appropriate episode to remind them how they can repay us for being able to survive an entire year with this podcast? Is this an appropriate time to tell them how they can give us a gift on the internet for our one year anniversary, Derek? What would yeah. you like more than anything in the world uh, for our one year anniversary? The 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 first birthday. Officially, for predetermined a pro wrestling hangout, the best thing you could get us would be to hop on to iTunes, give us those five stars, leave us a rating, and give us that really lengthy, nice review. Tell everyone how much you like the podcast. Tell them your favorite parts, your favorite episodes. We don't care. Say something nice. Since we're not doing it, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> We'd really appreciate it. Uh. I'm sure by now they're following us on social media, Garrett, but, you know, tell them how to do that. At Predetermined Podcast on Instagram, at Wrestle Hangout on Twitter and Facebook. I'm at Gartet on Twitter and Instagram. Derek is at Halloween Halpin. Man, how do you want to set this up? We've got so many things that we went through. It was a process going back through over 55 episodes and sifting through different things and figuring out what to include things that kind of captured the essence of the show and our, our best hits. I will say going back and listening, I was expecting to cringe more. And I think it's some of the positivity. I did cringe a little bit. What do you mean? 
uh, just hearing how it felt like, you know, we were being people we weren't. Like putting lipstick on a pig, you mean? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I was. I felt like a cute pig, but still a pig wearing lipstick. Uh, here we are now. I do feel like we are being ourselves every week. I do. I do as well. Uh, I think we have, we've grown as people. We've grown as wrestling fans. We've seen a lot of shit. We don't need to be, you know. I, I, I just think that there's some room here, Garrett. You should actually take some pride in what we've done in the sense that I think we've helped our listeners grow as well. Like, it's possible that some of our listeners didn't know what furries were. We have listeners now who openly embrace calling Otis Jizz. And I, received, I, I woke up to two messages on my phone today. One from my coworker, Jeremy, who I don't think even listens to the show, but knows that I refer to Otis as jizz. And all it was, was a text that just said, jizz is on TV, bro. <laughs> he knows. And he, then we also got a, a tweet from suplex and stilettos. that just said, is Otis the one you call jizz? <laughs> <laughs> For clarification, yes, and, and my Tucker heart, is Otis. My heart grew three sizes today. <laughs> <laughs> we got to give another shout out to her. She sent us a couple shirts just a few weeks back for Christmas. I've been wearing mine the last couple days while I've been inside avoiding the cold temperatures outside. So thank you, Suplex and Stilettos. I'm still rocking that shirt. Looks good. Feels good. Where do you see this show going, Derek? Do you have any hopes and dreams for it now that we're through the first year and obviously on a fast track to success? I just want to make it another year. <laughs> I'm taking it one year at a time. Some people will say one day at a time. Nah, I know we can do this week to week. We got that down. That's not a problem. But we have yearly milestones. We talked about it when we were doing the Sophies. We got <laughs> things that uh, we, we look forward to. I want to go to more wrestling this year. Uh, the fact that. Last February, God, less than a year ago, we went to our first AAW show together and plan on doing more of that. Want to get some more freelance shows this year. I want to hang out with Craig Mitchell. We need to make a point of that. That's something that we should do sometime. Well, you both are in Chicago freezing your balls off right now, so you can work that out amongst yeah. yourselves. I hope Craig's warm and safe wherever he is. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that. I'm, there's no sarcasm. <laughs> There is a brotherhood going on right now in this city. It is currently minus 12 with a wind chill of minus 35, and that is actually not bad. It's been worse. The hours on either end are going to be worse. Could you pick up your recorder and take it outside and give us a weather report from... Fuck you. I'm not going out there. I understand that you could get frostbite. That's why we're going to make it quick. Yeah, I went out there just a couple hours ago for the only time I've been outside today. And as soon as I stepped outside, the hairs in my nose crystallized immediately. You don't have a response to that? What? I, like, I mean, what do you want from me? You, you chose to live in Chicago. You're the one trying Chicago. to shove me out the goddamn door. Why should I? <laughs> what do you want to hear from me? Other Take than your no, shirt fuck off. Fuck you. Take no. your shirt off. Go outside. No. Give me a weather report. Come back in. We'll be Jizz would do that, but I'm not doing that. It's our birthday. Take your shirt off. Jizz is absolutely the guy that would take all of his clothes off and dive into a snowdrift while making those noises. <laughs> oh. Derek, I'm ready. 
I'm ready to create some more memories. I'm ready to create a lot of memories with you, dude. But we should relive some of the ones we've created over the last year, and we should share that with our listeners. So what do we say? Hit our goddamn clips? Hit our goddamn greatest hits. We can jump back into this in just a second. I want to say I'm a little upset with you. Why are you upset with me? Well, last week, because this is the first week I'd watched SmackDown in quite a while before this. And last week you were describing to me the Sammy Kevin beatdown on Shane. And you did say that it sounded like Shane was giving birth when he got powerbombed onto that thing. But I feel like you didn't really do it justice. I've rewatched that over and over again. And yeah, the, it's good shit. Um, I think that we should take turns trying to recreate that sound. Right now? Yes. Give me your best. Ah. Uh, give me your best, Shane. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Is that pretty good? Can we just can we can we do that every show? Yeah, just do your best, Shane. Just... That's a new segment. Do your Shane. Every... Do your best, Shane. <laughs> oh, so they replayed the Shane beatdown, and Leah actually watched the whole show with me tonight. And when she saw that part, she goes, "Well, that doesn't look like they were having fun. That looks like uh, they stopped playing." She said Shane didn't look like he was having fun in that part. Like, before it was just friends hanging out, and then they crushed his throat with the uh, the chair and all that. She said it just seemed too mean. <laughs> she said it stopped being pro wrestling and just became a real thing there for a minute. She was legitimately concerned for Shane's health. Well, you hear those sounds. Those aren't a sound you make on purpose if you're going to be on TV. One thing I'll give credit to Shane on, he's always done a really good job of selling when he wants to. So. I mean, you know, it's pretty easy. <laughs> That's to say. what that was. So, as far as you being mad at me, dude, what could I have said to possibly have done that sound justice? Make it <laughs> like, yeah, what we just did. You're like, I can't even describe it. I have to just do it. You needed to watch that shit. Tune and I did, and I just think Shane's... that next time if somebody's making a dumbass sound, like I need you to really give it to me. <laughs> like I need, and you're right. It did sound and it looked like he was giving birth. He was looking down at his dick. Like maybe something was going to come out of him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if you caught it tonight. Did you notice that when Brian had them replay that segment in the ring that, that, that Owens leaned over to Zane and recreated the noise? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he did. Go back and watch it. Fuck. If somebody out there can get that, <laughs> that Shane sound into MP3 form and send that to me, that'll be my ringtone for the rest of the year. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. If somebody can get that into MP3 format and send that to you, can we blend that into the music next episode, please? Oh, please. I would, yeah, there won't for the next while it won't even say hit my goddamn music. It's just going to be like hit it Shane. Do your best Shane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sweating. I'm laughing so hard. God, I seriously, I nothing brought me as much joy. Like honestly, if I could have choose between having Daniel Bryan back or just that sound. 
I mean, I really, I'm really happy for Daniel. (laughs) But that sound, if he saw how much I laughed when Shane was doing it, he would be like, okay, it's fine. I'm not wrestling anymore. I'll step back. Can we talk about it seriously for a moment, though? It's good that they finally made Owens and Zayn like an injury threat. So where are you with Aleister Black? You aren't you aren't sold yet on him. I don't think that's a fair way of putting it. I'm sold on him. I think he's a great talent. He's ridiculous. Like, I don't have to necessarily be a guy's number one mark to tell you, like, oh, what, what, his, what he's doing is working. His shtick is working. He's got a fan base. They pop for him. Like I said to you yesterday before we were going to Money in the Bank, he's got the heaviest, hardest entrance music I've ever heard in WWE, except maybe for CM Punk's Kill Switch Engage music. God, just in the crowd knew every word of that song. I know, like they have it in their playlist. I, I don't know word to that. The whole crowd, I felt like. That's that's all I hear. And that's fine. And that's what it sounded like when the crowd was doing it, too. So maybe maybe we didn't pick up on a lyric. (laughs) So that actually is that. (laughs) The crowd's just making those noise. (laughs) I'm glad that the last part sounds like a cat. Like. (laughs) So I guess uh, it was what it was. I want you to get that back piece he has. Like, if next time I see you, you're just like, hey, man, and you pull the shirt off, and you're just like, I just thought it was a good tattoo. Yeah, no. That's not the tattoo I would get. What would you get? Maybe Rusev's tattoo of, like, whatever, Bulgaria. How far down his ass does that go? I don't know. I've always wanted to know. Who's, okay, in, in WWE, whose tattoo, if, is that, if you could pick one tattoo out of any WWE wrestler, you have to get one of theirs. And have it. Who's who's are you going with? I would probably get Owens' evil live tattoo that's like backwards and forwards. I think that's a pretty cool one. You love him though. I do, but like I'm just saying, like, how many tattoos do I look at and go, Oh, that's witty? <laughs> that's um, one I'm fine being stuck with forever. I think the wittiest tattoo really doesn't get talked about enough, and that's Brock Lesnar's kill 'em all tramp stamp. No. I, that's cute. That's cute that I think he knew that was funny when he got it. The fucking sword pointed at his chin. That's great, too. That's a level of confidence I'll never have. Like, Brock Lesnar has tattoos of a confident man. Mine are going to be... <laughs> mine are going to definitely not be... Not be nearly as confident? Yeah, like, if I end up getting just, like, a gun and a sword and, like, a dismembered arm and I don't know what the <laughs> fuck else... Like, <laughs> a mushroom cloud? Like, if I came home and showed <laughs> Leah kill them all across my lower back... MDK... <laughs> oh, get that Nick Gage tattoo. <clears throat> um, Me and him are going to be a tag team someday. I'd feel it. You got it. Paint those abs, but boy. You, but you would think that if they want the demon, they would want Paul Heyman too, right? <laughs> Jesus. If I was paying $40 million, I would definitely want to see Bailey's Tubeman and my show. <laughs> Well, that's I, it's a different culture, and tube men aren't allowed in Saudi Arabia. That is horseshit. Wacky, waving, inflatable tube men. They they're actually stuck at customs right now. They got arrested, uh, and <laughs> and they look so distraught. And they were found with cocaine in their butt, which explains the way they move and their excitement. <laughs>
<laughs> they're the ultimate marks. Actually, they, you know what? They were going to send them over to intro Brock Lesnar, and then they got caught up over there, too. So he's just going to get fucking Joe. Fuck, JoJo can't even do it. Can she? Oh, I'm trying so hard not to lose my shit right now because I just had an amazing image come into my head. Well, you got to say it. Can you imagine fucking giant-ass Brock Lesnar coming out with his music, coming out with Heyman, and then when he does that little roar, like, flex thing that he does after doing a little you know skip to maloo (laughs) the The fucking tube men pop up instead of fucking pyro you're actually making me think that there were some real missed opportunities for the mix match challenge (laughs) if next year we don't get the team of bailey and brock lesnar then what the fuck was any of this for the hugger incarnate and they're like, well, you know, the, the charity is going to get $20,000, but Brock Lesnar got $500,000 for each appearance. <laughs> for, for a crowd of 3,000 people on Facebook Watch. Yeah, because everyone left and they didn't want to have to sit through 205 Live to get to it. But yeah, if I, oh man, you know what? Now I might actually get the next WWE video game just so I can give Brock Lesnar Bailey's entrance because... <laughs> Because it, it is within the realm of possibility to see that. Actually, let's put out a request for that right now. If we have any of our... What's, what's on the menu, man? Like, it is diner food. It is Did you 100- get a burger? I, I didn't. I got Jerry Lawler's favorite tendies. And I feel like I need to give a shout-out to my buddies in the uh, Tender Friends podcast. Old pal of mine has a podcast called Tender Friends. They go and review chicken tenders from various restaurants. God damn it. <laughs> so, so shout out to you, Eric. I ate some tendies for you, and they were Jerry's favorite tendies. How were the tendies? The least questionable thing of the entire evening. Okay. Uh, they put some kind of Cajun rub on them that was fine. Like the All Bullet right. Club, these tendies were fine. And yeah. it, in the same capacity that the Bullet Club is fine is the same capacity that these tenders were fine. They weren't really fine? They're whatever. Yeah, but they're not really fine. They're not fine. They're not fine. But, like, they should sell T-shirts there. They're like, Jerry's favorite tendies are fine. <laughs> they're okay. <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, but Leah, Leah orders the, the uh, Battle Royal nachos. She orders them with pork. They say, we don't have that. She says, okay. So when they bring us, I guess I should say the couple next to us, very few people in this restaurant, they sat us right next to another couple. Like, we're very, very close. And I saw these people get their food. And when I saw this man's burger sit down in front of him, it took everything I had not to just start crying, laughing. I have never seen a burger more burnt in my entire life than what they brought him. And they had the bun off so you could see it. It wasn't like they even tried to hide that they fucked this thing up. Like, it was, like, hard? Oh, it was charred. It was charred. And uh, the guy goes, hey, uh, where, where's the sauce? And she goes, what sauce? There's no sauce. And he goes, it says right here on the menu, uh, Jerry's special sauce. And she's like, oh, that's not a thing. <laughs> like, he's what? Like, well, he's like, well, it's written right here. And uh, he just looked sad. And after about three bites, I watched him cover his burger with a napkin. Wow. As if, like, this, this, has, this has died. It is sad to look at. It is making me feel bad feelings. Just, how, you know, look. 
how do you go to a diner restaurant and they fuck up a burger? Like, and if you see, like, visibly, this burger is just charred to hell. And uh, so shortly after they get theirs, we get our food. And I have to, I have to say this. This is a quote from the man who put the food on our table. Okay. Our food's really good. Everything's fresh. Or everything's made fresh. He said, everything is made fresh. <laughs> Sat this down in front of me. I have eyeballs. I'm not Gordon Ramsay, but I do have eyes and can just look <laughs> at something. And, uh, you know, like, okay, Leah got the Battle Royal nachos. This was definitely just, you know, machine cheese. The kind you'd get at a gas station or a movie pump theater. cheese? Oh, yeah, it was pump cheese. Uh, and then on top of that, covered in barbecue sauce and cold chicken. Like, I couldn't even be mad at the food because it was like the food was daring me to get mad at it. Like, how could you be mad at something so shitty? Well, what were the prices like on this stuff? Like, how, mu- how, much, for, how much for the tindies? I think how I paid about ten ninety nine. Or wait, maybe the nachos were like 10 and the, the tendies were like 7 or 8 bucks. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I did take a picture of the menu. Maybe I'll put that on the Instagram for you guys. Yeah. So you can, you can really check this out. But Are I, we going to upset Jerry Lawler by talking shit about his restaurant? Like I said, I... Well, I will talk positively all day about wrestling, but nothing makes me more angry than when somebody thinks opening a restaurant's going to be easy and then serves me dog shit. <laughs> and you drove three hours to get to this restaurant. I couldn't even be mad at it. Oh, my God. I, I forgot to mention this. Well, we ordered beers at the beginning. Those never came. I never saw those. Uh, did but you get we charged for them? No. But we did get a couple waters. The water, undrinkable. What? It tasted like soap. Like, I'm not even convinced it was water. I took, like, two sips. I had to go somewhere else to get water after that was over. Huh. Did you get worked? I feel like I did. And there was a sign out front that said, hey, coming on this date, Mick Foley's here to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's getting inducted into that Jerry Lawler Hall of Fame. And I was like, there's no way Mick Foley knows what the inside of this place looks like. And he's showing up for it. And he's going to show up and get inducted into this restaurant. Like, <laughs> and is I it a rib? To, I use restaurant lightly based on the food. Oh, I did ask the people that were sitting next to us. Uh, I was looking at Liam like, I have to talk to them. I have to know what got them here. And I, I was like, excuse me before you leave. Uh, how was your food? And they're like, oh, my God, it was terrible. And then he went huh. in and explained all of his burger stuff. I'm like, well, what brought you in? Are you wrestling fans? Is that what got you through the door? And they're like, oh, no, I, we don't watch wrestling at all. I was like, well, what got you in here? They're like, we tried to go to B.B. King's next door, but it was an hour wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's even sadder. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you the burger at B.B. King's is pretty good. The, I, I trust B.B. King with my burger. He looked like man. a man who could actually. You know what? The king looked like he should have been able to make me a good burger. I don't know. I mean, who do you reach out to about something like that? I mean, would <laughs> you say something? Would you say something about this story? Would you tell this story to Jerry the King Lawler to his face? I mean, I know you would because that's the kind of person you are. You're brave, like <laughs> that. You're you're willing to take on Brock Lesnar. There's no way you wouldn't be willing to tell Jerry the King Lawler. That he runs a shit restaurant. 
Tell him that he overcharged for the tendies. Hey, man, the tendies were fine. I'm not, but shout out to Metal Dave. Yeah, thank you, Metal Dave. Uh, so you and I will be sitting front row with Metal Dave and his friends at Game Changer Wrestling, which is a deathmatch league or oh federation. My God. Am I going to get blood on me? I don't think you're not going to get blood on you. I can't guarantee you that you're not going to get glass <laughs> is, in your eyes. I can't. Is this? Let me ask this question, because this is important. Our listeners care about this kind of information. Is this show very indie? Um, Joey Janela is actually a pretty... He's starting to come up pretty big in the indie world. He has a... Last year, he had a show, Mania Weekend, called Joey Janela's Spring Break that got a lot of buzz. This year he's doing Joey Janela's Spring Break 2. I will be at that. It's at midnight. Uh, I think that I think we're going to see some really cool stuff out of him. I don't know anything about any other guy on this card. So you're saying it's very indie. It could be very indie. Am I going to lose a beer over this? You might lose a beard over this. I don't really... We're in the front row, and I'm assuming it's going to be a lot of sharp objects. I'm in a beer. Like... I knew drink. what you meant because you were referencing Uncle Biff stealing my beard. Yeah, I don't that's know what, what I was worried about. The I'm not worried is, about I was, my beard. It'll I was afraid back. of Uncle Biff just based on his size and cleanliness. I'm more afraid of this because everybody's going to have weapons. <laughs> Are we, hey, is this one of those shows where we're allowed to bring a weapon? We'll see when it gets taken away at the door or not. Um, I will say at this point, everything that happened to us last night, I will take responsibility for. <laughs> this is my fault. <laughs> and we reminded you throughout the show. Oh, it was re- relentlessly so. Um, I always loved CZW's Tournament of Death. Necrobutcher and Sick Nick Mondo were always like favorites of mine to watch. I expected part of what we were going to see. I didn't expect this. This was, this was a little beyond um, what I was anticipating. I will say this, because uh, you did bring up a name. You brought up Necro Butcher. Uh, every week I tell people, rate, review, subscribe, rate, review, subscribe, rate, review, subscribe. Write that review. We want those five-star reviews. Well, somebody gave it a listen and thought, this deserves a one-star review because I'm a huge Necro Butcher fan, and you didn't say kind things about him. So, Mr. One Star, eat my dick. Metal Dave loves him, and he's here. Hey, we love Necro Butcher now, and you're not even listening. I Mr. thought you were going to flat out accuse Dave was the guy who gave us the one-star <laughs> review. Oh, my God. Was that you? That it was, was not me. It was not me. That would have been a total heel move to do. Although I was wearing the Choose Death shirt yesterday, so was it? Oh, you piece of shit. Like, the review was left from uh, Necro Butcher's <laughs> Left Nut. That was the, uh, the title of the person who left that. Sounds like Dave. And he just said, you disrespected Papa Necro... Uh, one, one star. star. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I've never. I'm not even mad about that. I, uh, you know, if you if we disrespect your favorite wrestler and your favorite wrestler, we should probably own that. Yeah, just you know, hey, different ice cream, man, different yeah. flavors, and that flavor, fucking blood. I feel like that's gonna be a theme today, which is that there's different styles of wrestling for everybody. Uh, last night was a lot of shit that's not my cup of tea. Um, I thought we were there, Dave, because that was your cup of tea, and then I find out like. 15 seconds before the show starts that you've never been to one of those before. I've actually never truly been to a deathmatch show. I was really excited a couple years ago into a Tommy Dreamer's house of hardcore. I thought we were getting some of that. Pretty much everything I've seen has been online. Cause you know, it's the Midwest just like New Jersey has that market cornered. So that was a new experience for everybody. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so when My Chemical Romance, uh, you know, a few years back, were selling those uh, New Jersey murder scene shirts, it it makes more sense now. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> knowing what we know now and speaking to the people from New Jersey, there, yes, it's, it's just a bloodbath and thumbtacks everywhere in New Jersey. I've never been there. Prove me wrong. Holy shit, next year Mania is in New Jersey, so that means GCW is going to have like a balls out like hometown show. Oh. And you know what, for the finale, we're bringing Gigi Allen back from the dead to shit in your <laughs> mouth and slit your throat. <laughs> uh, that's what last night felt like. Then I realized, oh wait, this is what I'm being exposed to, and the guy who's taking me didn't know that it was going to be this bad. Oh, it was like... Whatever I had in my head that this was going to be, like, what's funny is when we were going, I think the worst thing I thought was, man, I'm just not a big fan of unprotected headshots with a chair. (laughs) (laughs) How naive. How fucking dumb was I, Dave? Two hours in, you're begging for unprotected headshots. Just get hit in the head. A concussion is fine. When I was 13, I saw that all the time during the Attitude Era. What now? Oh, I'll tell you what now. Philip Hart. A tweet goes out from GCW saying, just so you know, GPS is taking everybody to the wrong place. <laughs> Put in the name of this fucking store. Whatever the, what was the store? It was Foreman Mills. It's like a discount retail outlet. Would be the best way to put it. For- Indeed, it's important to also note at this point, it is right next door to the five-star flea market. Woo! <laughs> it, Jesus Christ. Okay. So they put up a picture of this Foreman Mills, which is just, you know, like an outlet clothing store. But they're like, don't go in there. Drive around back. And then it showed like a picture of a like a doorway that was kind of in an alleyway between two buildings. It's where you would expect people who are working somewhere to go outside for a smoke break. It's where you buy weed. Yeah. Like it's like where it's like, I'll meet you behind the Foreman Mills. You got the stuff, and the guy actually is bringing you meth. And which is not too like, far off from what actually happened. I bought meth last night. <laughs> <laughs> so we pull up. We're like, where the fuck are we? As we're driving by, we see a sign that was made with a Sharpie that's like, wrestling this way. <laughs> and then as I start to see people who look more like Gigi Allen, uh, you know, then we're, we're there. We're, we've, we've arrived. And already, I have a lot of anxiety about cutting a line. Uh, Dave and his friends were already in line, and this was a line I wasn't comfortable cutting. Nah, what I can say as far as like people, as far as line, even when we're in there, uh, somebody's already smoking inside. Nobody's stopping him. Love that. Love that. Like when I see cigarettes being smoked indoors, Don't I'm like, this fuck. is that's what kind of party we're about to go in on. <laughs> um, so many people are wearing the murder death kill shirts. Uh, we had to point out as far as because uh, our friend Greg, who was there, had never heard of a wrestler named Schlack. Had heard of that. It's like, what the fuck is a schlack? It's like, it's that horrible looking person on the, uh, and the picture of the shirt of the woman behind you. And he just immediately went inside. So we're, we're in there. And by the time called, then the, uh, the party bus shows up. Motherfuck. Okay. Gotta go ahead and say like, when you're going into a, a murder show, that's what I'm going to call this. This was just fucking murder. What I watched these guys do to each other. This is a dry show. No alcohol is sold here. That means these crazy motherfuckers that are going to watch these guys cut each other's bodies up are doing it sober. 
that was kind of a well. We did our part of our crew did sneak in a couple beers there while we were in line. Yes, to get a little little bit of a buzz, which I'm and sure your, helped. Your buddy Greg needed it. Oh, Greg was not having a. He was not having it. He, there were several times in line. He just grabbed me. He's like, "Please take me on the bus. I don't want to go by myself." I okay. I will have to say, your buddy Greg made the night for me. He was fucking hilarious, man. Like he may have been the star of that crew. Yeah, like if this were a buddy comedy, he is the guy that is the reasonable one. <laughs> um, but I just remember when you said that guy's name was Schlack. He's just like, fucking Schlack! Fucking Schlack! What does that say about what kind of show this is? When a character got a name called... So, uh, Fuck, man. Dave, uh, Greg is your friend. Why don't you tell us what happened to Dave or to uh, Greg when he went on the party bus to get a beer? This so, is an important story. So the first time Greg is desperately needing beer, we want to hold our place in line. It's like, okay, you have to go by yourself. So he tail between his legs, like a whoop puppy walks off to this horrible looking bus, um, gets on there. He comes back within five minutes. He's clutching a beer with both hands. It's like they're, they talked to me. It's like, distraught like he he looked like he just talked to strangers like he his parents told him not to and he did he needed to run away from these people and call an adult <laughs> so he came to us <laughs> so he informs us of a man there uh who is regaling him unwarranted with a story he's from denver his wife thinks he's still in denver and he's here at this show in chicago because he's hoping that this will result in him getting a divorce He's actively seeking a divorce by lying to his wife, going from Denver to Chicago to go watch some deathmatch wrestling in the back of a Foreman Mills in Villa Park, Illinois. And he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, too. Oh, this is an important detail. When you guys described this man to me, I was picturing, like, an older man, like, just down on his luck, probably... uh, Probably a pockmarked face, uh, heavy bags under the eyes. This guy looked like he was having the fucking time of his life. The, like, divorce was a party, and he was celebrating with murder. <laughs> Two ten-year-olds in front of us in this fucking murder line while people are smoking cigs. And were there any objections to this? Uh, I mean, from me. Like, but I'm not a parent, so who the fuck am I to say? I'm saying from the promoter. Oh, the promoter didn't even check my tickets. I didn't get pat down. This okay. Just wave people right in. Everyone had knives, probably. This bad scene. When you go to a PWG show in California, you basically get fucking cavity searched. They have a guy who they ended up getting rid of this dude who did the pat downs there because he was basically like he wasn't just grabbing your dick. He was inside of it. Like he goes inside of the foreskin a little bit and runs <laughs> around just to make sure you're not hiding some cocaine residue in there. Uh, this this show is like, bring a weapon. You need a knife to be here. I, I got the feeling that you could have walked up there with your phone on the wrong screen, and you could have said, oh, I'm just having issues opening the app, but I'm, and he would have waved you in. I could have showed him some fucking Taylor Swift tickets, and I would have been inside that <laughs> <Yeah>. place. <laughs> the more the merrier. But uh, we got front row, because we're goddamn crazy. And I, I I'm happy we did it. I'm happy we did it. I, when we sat down and saw only two sides of a four-sided ring, obviously, <laughs> have barricades, uh, we did not receive that luxury. And honestly, I don't know that it was truly a luxury. It seemed like it was, uh, 
It was more of a nightmare. No, that barricade was solely there for people to do spots upon right. and to move into your lap. Oh, yeah, that was a violence barrier. It would have been a liability because we would have had to not only worry about all the glass and all the various shit being thrown around the room, but we would have had to worry about the barrier getting kicked into our knees. I don't want to get shinned. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I mean, how would you describe this room? Like, the whole night, I feel like I asked you like seven or eight times, where the fuck are we? (laughs) From what I've been told about this room, um, so let's just start in describing the room for you. It is a very dark, um, tile-floored banquet hall. If on the ceiling there was one fluorescent light tube fixture, it looked like there was film all over everything. That might also be the show that we were at and the mindset we were in. Um, <laughs> it was, it, the room was actually well lit. My brain just made me feel like I was living in a fucking Tim Burton movie. <laughs> when, when I when I look back on it now, it's a murder basement in a fucking John Carpenter film. I do. That's where we were. <laughs> well, well, they had. <laughs> I was just a huge germaphobe, <laughs> fucking mortified. The fact that I didn't cry after that is, uh, like, I had just seen too much at that point. Like, what was a little blood on me? <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, this was at the end of the night when you were trying to make your, your way back to our seats after they had been unceremoniously moved to create a weapon. Um, and I saw you walking back over there like, yeah, I'm going to get back in my seat. And I, you put a hand down on your fucking chair, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You pull your hand back up, and it's just covered in fucking blood. And I just went, what were you thinking? Even more horrifying, blood of undetermined origin. <laughs> There's no way to know who that came from. It either came from a guy who had been in prison for seven years for bank robbery, or a dude who worshipped Satan. Both of which, these are not wrestling stories, my friend. You don't know that it wasn't <laughs> both. <laughs> A nice cocktail of everything. Well, I mean, they were getting their each other's blood. Like, they're probably tested, right? I would hope so. Uh, oh. They say they are. So, oh, I think this is important. I alluded earlier to the fact that we were blaming you, Dave, throughout the show. Anytime something really extreme happened... Fuck you, Dave. Both of us would just scream, God damn it, Dave! <laughs> Fuck you! Why the fuck are we here? I wish I had... I wish we had a mic rolling on Greg. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think if I had the best of Greg just to play in the middle of this. Like, I would listen to that before bed every night just so I have sweet dreams. Like, him just being like, what? No! Fuck you, Dave! Fuck you! And he's at the end of the row, so I'm just like, anytime he's like, now this? Whatever. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> Is this what you wanted, Dave? Did you get what you want? That's Is this what you needed? It's like, Well, there you go. He's like, I fucking hate you, Dave. Like, wh- okay, wh- where is Greg's level of... Like, what does Greg enjoy outside of pro wrestling? Like, is this, like, way out of his wheelhouse? This is very much out of Greg's wheelhouse. He likes likes pro wrestling. Uh, He likes cooking because he was a classically trained chef. He's very much into... Well, he's familiar with knives. He's He's familiar with knives. He's seen some things. He's he's cut his finger in Um, the kitchen. He likes video games, but of, like, the Zelda variety. He's very much (laughs) about the whimsical storytelling. Does Greg play Grand Theft Auto? Uh, he did. He didn't much care for it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Actually, like, wrestling that happened was probably, like, your first exchange of moves and tests of strength, and then somebody picked up tubes, and we're off to the fucking races. (laughs) Yeah, it's... It is not a New Japan build to a big spot. It is a, uh... It is... You're right. It Actually, maybe it is. Maybe it is. It's, you know, they start with a couple graps, 
Uh, they they wrestle around a little bit, do a couple rolls. Then somebody sees a sharp object and stabs the other guy in the head. Because uh, the light tubes, when they're hitting each other, you're not seeing a lot of cuts from the actual explosion of the light tube. That's coming from when they pick up the shattered remains of the light tube and hold it above their head and pound on the top like they're nailing it into their fucking forehead. Let's just take a moment just, to think about yeah, that. Just, you know, everybody like really looked like they were reflecting on what they saw last night. And like, yeah, I did see a man nail glass into another man 20 times, 30 times, 50 times. And again, last we night. just let it happen. No, no one, no one spoke up. We, in fact, we, we cheered. We cheered when it happened. I only cheered because I didn't want them to think that, like, I... <laughs> I did the same thing. Like, when... Okay, I am genuinely afraid of Nick Gage, which means he is either a wonderful actor or just the most authentic, like, scary me. man I've yeah. ever seen. Fucking Gage. Because he was standing in front of me. And you know what? I'm with him. I'm not going against him on this. The exit's too far away. I have nowhere to go. There's a wall behind me. At one point during this fucking show, this is an important story. This is, okay, there was a they had. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Like it's. I don't it was. Remember. It was the Joey Janela match. I think. Okay. They had taped light tubes to the ring ropes, and as the match started, I was actually filming the beginning of the match, much against the like the the warnings at the beginning of the show, not to record with your phone and get because distracted. Once again, we went to this so you don't have to. Yeah. We're trying to give you the front row experience without all the glass in your mouth. So take that, Meltzer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. I leaned over and was like, we're going to the places Uncle Dave won't. <laughs> and Uncle Dave's like, that's fine. So it, from my perspective, there's this point in the show where right, like, you know, four or five feet in front of us, there's just, you know, there's light tubes being destroyed like every three seconds. Boom, boom, boom. And then somebody grabs a pile of them and they're right next to us on the ring apron. And it looks like they're about to do a spot where something happens and they're going to spill out right into our laps. Not only the bodies of the wrestlers, but the, the fucking light a pile tube. of glass. Right. <laughs> and this is just a nightmare scenario. Garrett's sitting to my left. As soon as it looks like that's about to happen, he stands up and makes a movement like he's about to run. My legs were in the running position. Like I reached out with both hands, grabbed his hips, and pulled him back because I wasn't going to be the only one who got hurt. I don't know why your reaction wasn't follow me. Like, why was your reaction, we're sitting here, man, we're taking it? No, we bought the ticket, we take the ride. Right. <laughs> The, the second that uh, Corn Man let us know that it's certain. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way I can describe him. Um, overzealous sweeper, perhaps. Uh, once he let us know that we were going to be hit with glass, like, this is the path I chose. So we're going to sit right here and just let it happen. Um, but yeah, during that Joey Janela match, when it's, it's raining ballasts and glass upon us, there were some questions about the choices that I've made in my life that have led me to this point. <laughs> that match was for sure the worst match. No, I don't mean like worst quality wise. I mean, worst for, for us. us. It yes. felt like we were getting hammered because on that side. These two just had basically two piles of light tubes next to each of them. Uh, it was Joey Janela and Cyclope. Um, yeah. For... Oh, man. And they were in a constant state of swinging those and just exploding in every direction. And I think like... You described it best. It felt like you were walking outside while it was hailing. Yeah. 
I, I remember turning my face away from the action for a good 20 seconds and just, oh, oh. Like, by the end of that match, it looked like your fucking ears had been doing cocaine. Oh, like, fuck. they were just white with powder. I'm going to be dumber for all the mercury that seeped into my brain through my ears. I'm going to be dumber from a series of bad life choices, <laughs> but this is just another one on the pile, man. Um Don't even have to worry about it now. We got Miz and Mrs. I was gonna say you got That's Miz and Mrs. Now I like that too because it's like a half hour long. It's it's much you easier get what to you pull need out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. All right. Well, we well, might uh, we might have to let you go here yeah, for a yeah, second. Yeah, I think we're okay with that. We. All right, well, it was nice talking to you guys. This uh, this is actually something we've had going on for a while with this man. Uh, All right. This oh. is this is scary. Thank you for sitting in with us, guys. This really should let you some awesome so uh i'm sitting down here with what's the name of this shitty podcast oh this is a predetermined a pro wrestling hangout oh great what an original name right I'm super long i'm sure that really helps with branding yeah smart move i know yeah. smart move guys if you can't tell i'm being really sarcastic right now. oh we can tell yeah I'm, oh okay i just wanted to make sure i'm great because i know most people that live in this general area honestly most wrestling fans in general shit just Right over their head. Where would you prefer to perform? Where would I prefer to perform? Yeah, where would you rather be here's than here thing. right now? Here's the here's here's the reason why I'm so upset. Chicago is literally the raging dumpster fire of America. <laughs> and quite frankly, anybody who was born and raised here is the equivalent of dog shit. Human dog shit. You and I actually are finally agreeing on something. Oh, cool. But can I tell you something that we might not agree on? Yeah, go ahead. The fact that if I were you, I'd probably invest in some acne medication. That boil on your nose is bigger than the one from that. Uh, what was that? What was the name of that movie with that big ass witch? It's huge. She had a huge nose. Hand some chick an apple. I don't know. I don't watch Disney guys, but that is what this dude looks like. <laughs> he looks like a witch that just wants to hand you a big old red apple. Beautiful, beautiful blue eyes though. Thank you. I'm I just fucking with you. <laughs> you look like a complete asshole. So fire away some questions. Let's go. I'm bored. I've made an insane amount of money today, so I might as well have I'm, some fun. Got, have you got people paying you for the opportunity just to stand next to you? I've had some people. One guy paid me $50 to insult him for a minute straight, and it was quite possibly the most fun I think I've ever had <laughs> since I was in the hotel room with those three chicks last night that I met at AAW. Oh, yeah. So, so it's not all bad here, is what you're saying? No, oh, no, yeah. No. Walk moments. that one back. Yeah. Well, to be fair, none of the girls were from Chicago because I have taste. Oh, okay. But I met them at the AAW show. Did you bring them in from Milwaukee or something? No, uh, three Canadian chicks. You can't. Yeah. yeah. So, in other words, you feel better names. when you leave the country. Oh, absolutely. I feel like I might be the only person from the U.S. of A. that is actually not awful at just everything in life in general. Do you guys have any wrestling questions for me? I mean, there's pretty much every single podcast in this row is salivating at the mouth right now, and they're wondering, how the hell did I land on predetermined a pro wrestling hangout? And they, they want me so bad. So here's your chance, guys. Prove your worth. Show why I should be sitting here in the first place. Let's go. Well, that is impossible. Okay. Uh, because I feel like anything I say, you're going to be able to turn around. No, no. I think you're pretty good hey, at this. Who, me? Here's no. the deal. You're better than me. I know. Okay, okay. I'm going to yeah, go ahead right. and just submit. You're right. But In a Bushi Club shirt. Cool, man. You know what else is cool? Not having a double chin. <laughs> 
But uh, so let's just get some wrestling questions. Okay. So we were actually sponsoring one of your matches in Southern Underground Pro Is that in right? Nashville. Yeah. Okay. But we uh, invested in you. Okay. I was in a triple threat match there that some have claimed to be one of the best professional wrestling matches they've ever seen live. Who, who, who said this? Uh, me. <laughs> you were there. You had a front row ticket. Oh, absolutely. I had the best seat in the house. Right. Yeah, I was beating the shit out of people through my eyeballs. That's the place to be if you're a wrestling fan. Through my eyeballs. And it was an, actually an eye poke mania match. Oh, absolutely. It was me, Mance Warner, and... Uh, Ethan Page. Ethan Page, unfortunately, yeah, he was there too. But yeah, it was a, it was a really phenomenal match. The last time I was there, uh, I believe I kicked the promoter in the nuts. That is true. Yeah, I yeah, still. that was fun. It's the only way I can describe that. I, Super fun. I did wear your scarf that night. It was you. It was me. It was you. We've was got me. some history with you. Well, uh, MJF <laughs> has just left this interview. He did not appreciate the scarf wearing. Thank you for your time today. Have a great rest of your day, MJF. <laughs> and j just again, like we're talking about everybody that uh, happens to walk by. I've watched Ron Funches do stand-up comedy so Ron, many times. Ron and, Funches uh, is right, right in front of us Ron right Funches. now. Hey, Ron. What are you si what are you sipping on, Ron? Sparkling, Sparkling water. water. Oh yeah, you're sipping on that the other <laughs> night on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> our goal for this is to help LeBron James have sex with your mother. I, yes. I promise you that that is Very a thing true. that our podcast is now going to push for online. Is both I'm going to try to get you The Rock and LeBron James. You think so? <laughs> she's not. She's ready for one of them, but not like a three-way. Just LeBron. LeBron one -on -one. all the okay. way. Okay. Hey, all right. If you want to, you can hop on this mic for a minute. If, if you, you want, want to jump up here for a little yeah. bit, that'd be great, Ron. All right. We are being joined by. Comedian extraordinaire Ron Funches and my former coworker. Yeah, I was a tour guide at Warner Brothers. Oh. Yeah, you and I, uh, you and I chat several times. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I talk to uh, anybody who makes me feel famous. There makes me happy. <laughs> I, I believe what you ended up saying uh, is I passed was again over on your right, Ron Funches, and you're like, hey everybody, you don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, this show's getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like this is the first uh, wrestling experience we've shared outside of PWG. Yes, this is beautiful to travel together, get to know each other. It's oh, a beautiful yeah. relationship. Yeah, there. you know, we went on separate vacations, met up here. Here we are. <laughs> uh, who, who have you marked out the hardest over this weekend? Because, oh. I mean, you're still a mark at heart, right? Um, I mean, just walking in and doing the roast and doing the pre-roast stuff and having people just walk in and... Uh, talk about jokes and stuff and have Gerald Bristle come by and try to put me in, a, in some type of maneuver and then, every, and then everybody's very drunk which I like um, <laughs> we're, 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 Gerald Briscoe was very drunk could you imagine as a child that when you grew up you would get to talk about Tony Schiavone's dick at a wrestling convention I was already doing it at home <laughs> <laughs> so it's just good to do it now for, for, for money. So you were watching you were watching Nitro and talking about Tony Schiavone's dick. I was just like, I bet he got a little dick from the way Tony. that he announced his match. And you were right. <laughs> and you were right. <laughs> Which company won that won that war? WWE. Yeah. Oh man. So how's this tournament going? I know, I feel like it looks like it's up? still getting set up. I was gonna ask what uh, so since it's all in. 
tonight. Mm -hmm. What are you most excited for? Matches? What do you think you're going to mark out the most for? Man, of course, Pentagon Omega, of course. Uh -huh. But um, the sleeper match for me is going to be that Chicago Street Fight, Hangman Page, yeah. Joey Janela, because those dudes are fucking insane. Yeah, that looks like a good match. It's already and set I up curse, really well. I I didn't ask. <laughs> oh, yeah, you could curse, right? Okay. It's not my podcast, Please. but I think you curse. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they're both crazy dudes. Joey is just nuts. Uh, he's just walking around wearing fucking leopard's print Zuba. So. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette inside buildings. Yeah. Like nothing. <laughs> he's crazy. Yeah. He thinks it's the fucking 80s out here. <laughs> he's dressed like the 80s, so. Yeah. You think we're going to witness a possession tonight? <laughs> I think Hangman Page is going to kill him. <laughs> See, my, my prediction for that match is that Joey Ryan's ghost is going to create a scene similar to the one in Beetlejuice when everyone becomes possessed at ringside, mm -hmm. and there's going to be Deo playing and uh, poltergeist activity during the middle of the match. I love that. That's like Beetlejuice. I love it. That's my favorite scene in Beetlejuice. <laughs> so you and I have two big things in common. Mm -hmm. Weed enthusiast. Yes. Wrestling enthusiast. I love both those Enthusiasm things. for both responses. Yes. <laughs> and I need to know, what is your favorite thing to watch stoned wrestling-wise? Ooh. Like, question. it goes both ways. Either you know I'm very happy or I might be slightly depressed. Uh, if I'm just stoned watching thunders from the <laughs> <laughs> trying to look for mistakes, you know? That's what's fun for me. That's what I fall asleep to. Like, my girlfriend falls asleep to The Office, and I fall asleep to late 90s thunders. Yeah. That, uh, actually, the first show I ever attended was a WCW Thunder oh, cool. in the Russo years. No, that's horrible. Do you remember the new blood it's angle? It's crazy that you're still a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to see Terry Funk wrestle twice in one night. He defended okay. the hardcore yeah, that's title beautiful. twice. That's beautiful. But my personal favorite thing when I'm stoned is JBL commentary. <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing makes me happier than when anything happens. And it's always like, why would he do that? Yeah, he, he never knows why nuts. they do He seems insane. Yeah. In a bully. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he's not going to be a star ever. Mm -mm. Mm -mm, no, no. no. Is that an interesting no. campaign to run if you're a pro wrestling organization? Like so many of the angles involve bullying. Being a bully. Yeah. yeah. Like don't be a bully unless, you, you know, there's a title on the line. <laughs> <laughs> then it's okay. Yeah. Then by, you got to win by any means necessary. Yeah, yeah Alexa but Bliss got away with that. But, you know, there's some that are just bullies when there's not a lot of them. Like, Joey Janela seems like he's just here to fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joey Janela's like the Joker. He's just insane. <laughs> he just wants to watch the world burn, and that's it. I mean, he's a bad, bad boy. He is a bad, bad boy, and he has a beautiful lady. It's great. What does it say about somebody when they're willing to uh, take a drag off their cigarette and then blow smoke in the face of an anthropomorphic bear? They probably didn't have a good childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, yeah, I would have a lot of questions for Janela about his childhood. Are you, are you joining this I video I like how game Sammy too? looks more intense about this than most matches. <laughs> <laughs> it's his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Sammy. What, so, are you, are you partaking in this? Or yeah, just... I'm in it. It looks oh. like a lot, though, so I might quit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to take you away be, from the fun. Well, it doesn't seem, no, it looks long now. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just ruin your all-in pre-show party? Well, I just thought it was going to be, I guess, I, is, is there like 64 competitors? Is that it? That's too many. Everyone just count going back and yeah. you'll get an idea. Can this I'll guy play. cut the if line? If there's still people, if they, if they need somebody, I'll play. If not, 
I'll, I'll back out. I mean, he was, <laughs> he was in a dateable, get hard. You could, he could cut the line. But we're not ha- upset about having Ron Funches up on stage with us. Oh, if I'm you gonna want, leave if, pretty soon. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. <laughs> he checked. He checked our. He checked yeah. our social media. Saw how many followers we had, and he was like, "All right, I'm out." Oh, here. I assumed. <laughs> I assumed. You're not oh. one of Conrad's podcasts. You're not doing great. <laughs> No, yeah, it's sad all the time. <laughs> Parents very disappointed that this is the, the peak accomplishment but is swearing in the lobby of a Hyatt uh, region. This is beautiful. I'm this loving it. Having a great everything's time. Everything's practice. We're all getting better, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. exactly. Well, I mean, I don't want to hold you if you need to head out, man. Yeah, I mean, let's wrap it up. But oh, I just appreciate ask, you ask coming up. Yeah, question thank you. Or something. Thank you. Let's wrap, you got a last question before I go? No, you got, oh, okay, I, I pushed it. it too far. <laughs> I no, pushed it too far. The, the question I was going to end with was what you were drinking, but you opened with yeah, that and you did well. Yeah, sparkling water. So, yeah. Uh, well, did I just say, um, is this being how, recorded how can, how, or is this just yeah. out to the lobby? Uh, this is being Fair recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have to live with this again later when we when we plug it. Oh, yes. that's fine. But yeah, um, ronfunches.com, if you want to come see me do comedy, um, look me up. I'll be in your area. Most likely I'm getting ready to go on a big tour this fall. Um, my Twitter's at ronfunches, and then I have my own podcast called Getting better with Ron Funches where we just talk about trying to get better at life. That's it. So check me out. And you have a stand-up special coming out pretty I soon, I do have right? a stand-up. Yeah. Thank you for knowing. I forgot. Those are real better plugs. Yeah, I got my first hour special on Comedy Central. Um, there's a very special. Um, I did a half hour in an album before and I had the rapper Bun B on my album and I was like, oh, I gotta have an even better special guest for my special and I did. I can't even tell you who he is. But let me tell you, wrestling fans are going to be very happy. Oh, wow. You finally got the rock. Maybe. (laughs) I think we owe you LeBron James now just for coming on the podcast. (laughs) Please get it out there. Hashtag uh, uh, LeBron fuck Ron's mom. Uh, (laughs) Just get it out there. She really wants it to happen. I want it to happen before she, you know, passes eventually. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's not what causes her to pass. If, if she goes that way, she will be very happy. She'll be like, bury me with LeBron on top of me. Did she care about the switch from uh, Cleveland to She's LA? happy because that's yeah. where we live. Oh, okay. good, good, oh good, she good, found good. out LeBron came to the Lakers. She was like, I got to get in the gym. <laughs> her, her odds just went up astronomically. Oh, they did. They that's did. Great. Do you still She's, have access to the Warner Brothers lot? I do. He has an office there, man. Oh, I know. Have you, have you I, I, just, I just don't tell my mom that. <laughs> I've seen him walking around the gym. I don't want my mom getting arrested. You and Andy Richter get together, get LeBron. I mean, the two of you can charm him, right? Yeah, we're workout buddies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got my flu shot with Andy on the lot. So that nice. Was, yeah. Over in the gym? Over in the gym. Oh, this is inside baseball. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, thank, Ron, thank, thank you, you so for joining us, man. Oh, thank you guys for having me. You were awesome. Yeah, see thank you guys you. at All In. Yeah, yeah of and, course, uh, of course. Thank you for joining Predetermined to Pro Wrestling Hangout. Thank you for having my favorite of the wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to loop that and play that back over and over and over again. Yeah, play it back. That's a full-fledged Ron Funches endorsement yeah, of absolutely. our podcast. So now you're all obligated to subscribe and follow us on social media. Thank sure, you guys so, so much. Yeah. Pleasure. Thanks yeah, so much for hopping up, man. I appreciate by. it. Give this man a round of applause. Oh, Give him a round of applause. And everyone standing in front of the stage has now left. left. And now they're stuck with us. Yep. 
Jeffy, hit your goddamn music. You mentioned Glacier's biggest career achievement. Yeah, it was probably the biggest moment of his pro wrestling career is walking Cody to the ring and all in. Also, Pharaoh got the biggest pop of the night. I felt so bad for Pharaoh being in an arena as a dog. Oh, yeah. With thousands of people screaming, music going loud, pyro. Yeah, I had the whole time they were going to the ring. I was like, poor Pharaoh has no idea. Well, you know what? I think the dog's kind of an asshole. He's got the same resting bitch face as Cody, so. Yeah. That dog comes out, looks like it doesn't want to be there. Cody's Most spent important moment of all of our lives up until this point. And that dog couldn't at least couldn't care less. fake a smile. You're cutting a promo <laughs> on a dog right now. How'd I do? He did all right. I mean, MJF did it to me, so I had to pick on somebody weaker than me. If only. <laughs> wow. Somebody's got to build their self-esteem back up by picking on an animal. Pete is going to be pissed. A dog that raised $10,000 over the weekend right, for, for other paws. dogs. Yeah. What did I do? Yeah. That match I was... ate a soft pretzel. <laughs> yeah, that's what you... We kissed and made up, so I'm cool with Cody Yeah, that was, I was cheering that was for him. interesting. Yeah, do you feel like a, a weight is lifted off your shoulders? What happened? Tell everyone what happened. Okay, so uh, after, well, uh, everyone doesn't know what happened after the um, the pay-per-view because it cut off of the stream, but they they were on the in the ring. They did a speech. Uh, they were leaving, and Cody was really taking his time around in ringside, just taking selfies with people, talking to people, thanking them for coming, signing autographs, and I was near the ramp, and I got on top of a chair and he was coming up to the ramp and I was recording. So you could see that vlog on my channel later. Um, and I just said, oh, hi, I'm the girl that you spit beer on at Supercard. And he said, thank you for coming. And I said, it was an honor. It was that. That rubs me the wrong way. And I'll tell you why. Why? Because all of his buddies seemed more concerned about it than yeah he did. that's very true <laughs> well be, well before he got to me he it looked like he was really going to go one by one to one one by one like thanking everybody ringside and then a, a crew member came up to him and whispered something in his ear so then he kind of rushed it i felt i think if that crew member didn't like tell him to hurry up i would have actually had some time with him uh i when i met the bucks at starcast uh yeah, they everyone anyone that I tell 
um, like Kenny and the Young Bucks and even Colt Cabana that he spit on me. They always asked if I was okay with it, and I told them it was an honor. And Matt Jackson actually got a real kick out of that. All <laughs> of Cody's saying. cohorts were concerned and upset by it, and Cody to this day still defiantly defending <laughs> his actions. Feeling still, still some heelish tendencies. He, even yeah, as a baby a true face. Heel. He's a true heel. But also, you were looking for an apology on the biggest night of his life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> you selfish asshole. Oh, well. He probably went and told Brandy, can you believe this shit? Can you believe this? She's looking for an apology. I just made this many people smile. Somebody get me a drink. Look at this. No one complained. No one chanted CM I Punk fucking, tonight in Chicago. I fucking cheered for him and booed Nick. What What more do you want from me? <laughs> He's like, I could hear you during Kenny's match. Listen, I put Cody over, whatever. Yeah. I'm watching this guy uh, get cheated on, and then he gets his ass beat at SummerSlam. I mean, mind you, it's been 13 years. I just, I feel like one day if I get cheated on, I'm gonna realize I'm going to it. This it gets worse. Yeah, it does get it's, worse than this feeling. The the next you, bad you, feeling is bleeding all over, <laughs> all over the place. You get a demotion, and. Uh... There's no and here's actually the worst part from Matt's perspective at January, just a few months after this edge becomes WWE champion. That's because he's so cool. Because <laughs> he fucked a guy's girlfriend. Yeah. And then beat him up. He, he decided that, you know, his uh, his need to come ended up being more important than Jeff or Matt Hardy's his need to have need a family to come. Well. We can't all word things as uh, eloquently as you. And then I think it ended after he won the WWE Championship. That's that's the segment where he had the live sex celebration in the middle of the ring with Lita. So yeah, Lita's the real winner in all of this, right? Oh, I feel yeah. Now I feel bad because she was a great wrestler, and then that had to be a thing she had to do. Yep. Man, pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. Uh, It'll get you. It's a motherfucker. It's making a <laughs> cuck out of all of us. Not trying to make light of Lita's struggles, but man, that's just a tragic... <laughs> the fact that they did it. I mean, I love when, when wrestling angles skirt reality. Like, I love when they... T- like, uh, like you talk about like CM Punk's pipe bomb. You talk about some of these other segments where like there's a hint of, oh, this is a little bit like real life. Now, this is... Oh, yeah, this really happened. Your punishment is to go act this out on my television show. Just wow. Have you ever gone into work and had to say to your boss... Hey, I need to tell you something. Chris in accounting fucked my wife. <laughs> and then they say, Garrett, you're fired. <laughs> and then you leave. And then he decides like, well, you know what? I decided it was unfair to fire you, Garrett. Um, you and Chris can fight it out in the parking lot. <laughs> and whoever wins has a job. <laughs> and whoever loses has to go. They they can keep their job, but they're getting shipped to a different like a location that's yeah, yeah. Not from here. Uh, Garrett, you're getting transferred to Knoxville. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> that's my SmackDown my whole is life is here. No, Garrett, your whole life was here. Chris took your your uh, your uh, you know just your family. You're really downplaying something that's sad that happened to a human being who just retired. You mean not I that am? Long ago. Yes, you're no, making ben, a joke out of it. I am making a joke out of it because goddamn Vince McMahon made a joke out of it. Vince McMahon made a brilliant storyline out of it. You are making a joke out of it. 
the this is not comedy wrestling, Garrett. I'm hey, this is a professional wrestling angle. I'm trying to make Matt laugh so he doesn't cry. I'm sure Matt he Matt has a family. And yeah, and guess family. what else he has coming out? A motherfucking reality show on WWE Network. It's true. It's damn true. It's what what is this gonna be like the woken? Is he woken or broken? What happened? Did they ever figure out what he was in WWE? He's woken. Is he? I've heard them use broken. They don't know. They don't know. Hey, I need to okay, before we go into anything else with this, I don't want to get too far away from SummerSlam 2005. Because, Pilar, I need to thank you for this. Uh, I enjoyed, don't get me wrong, I absolutely enjoyed looking through, uh, you know, this love triangle and, you know, getting to feel some, some real emotions, some real life emotions. But nothing brought me more real life emotions than what happened after this. Because I thought to myself, if this happened, what the fuck are they following this with? Like, what has to be the thing that followed... A real-life affair. We bring you WWE in the year 2005. Good Lord, Pilar. Do you know what came next? Do you know? I just happened to leave it running just to see what the next match was. And when I saw the promo for what I was about to witness, there was not a chance in hell I was turning it off. Dominic, I'm your poppy. You're going to learn to love me. Holy shit. So the match that came on SummerSlam 2005 following this was Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio fighting for the custody of a small boy named Dominic. That's Rey's son. Dude, how had no one... I feel like I missed out on a whole bunch of shit. I've been telling you this for years. Why didn't you specify this is what I was missing out on? There's a lot of shit. Dude, is there going through this thing? Like, I get to hear sentences uh, like this. Also, give Michael Cole a fucking raise. We need to lay off this man because he had to say this sentence in full sincerity and he deserves a goddamn Emmy for it. He had to say, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in WWE history, we have a ladder match to determine the custody of a child. And the courts were so proud on that day. Oh, and before this happens, they're like, be sure to pick up the the new album Remedy by Seether. (laughs) (laughs) So they made sure to get a Seether plug in there. So the the thing that happened that I wasn't, mentally prepared for was my whole family finding out what furries are all at the same time oh my god what a delight yeah they watched some christmas movie that involved furries oh my god i know which one it is i think it was i called just watched this a, a couple weeks ago yes i haven't seen this but it did open a lot of questions uh for people that i you know that i had the answers to but i don't know if they were comfortable that I had the answers to the furry questions. Nor was this the setting you were expecting to explain what furries were. I mean, it's it's Christmas time, the family's around, and you have to explain why Ron Perlman is involved in their understanding of what a furry is. Is he? Oh my God! Is that how they? F- I haven't seen the fucking movie. Is that how that yeah. they found out? Ron Perlman is a furry in this movie. I think Jeez. you said what is it, Pottersville. 
Oh my god! For the synopsis of this synopsis of this Christmas movie, which is it's an off the wall Christmas movie, I would recommend it if you haven't seen it. I believe it's on Netflix, but the idea is that an entire small town gets captivated by the idea that Bigfoot is in their town, and it's actually the local store owner who's going through like a midlife crisis and is having issues with his wife. He gets mistaken for Bigfoot. The town gets caught up in it. Ron Perlman's in the movie. Uh, what's 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 the guy's name who plays Ian uh, McShane, Christina Hendricks, Judy Greer? This thing has an all-star cast and apparently some furries. Furries. For those of you who don't know, Garrett, tell them what a furry is. Well, I feel like the easiest way to say it is it's somebody who would, you know, maybe want to fuck in a Mickey Mouse costume. Do they get frustrated that that's how they always get labeled as, as that they want to fuck? Because doesn't it, nece- it doesn't necessarily involve that. They can just they can just hang out. They can dance. I hear I hear they like to do a lot of dancing and socializing. And so you're and telling giant. me that a few furries that cut dick holes in their costumes made a bad name for the rest of the weirdos that just want to hang out in these costumes. I think that's the way that some of them feel feel about it. Um, I don't know if we have any listeners. We might have some listeners that are furries. Think about that. However, we probably have some listeners out there who are magicians or fans of Harry Potter, and we've rightfully pissed them off in the last couple episodes. That would explain why the listenership has just drastically dropped. (laughs) We had a lot of Potterheads. They're gone. There goes the furry demographic. But going back to the uh, Magnum TA Tully Blanchard match, this thing was pretty fucking incredible. I don't know if I've ever watched another wrestling match that felt this much like a bar fight. You you described it perfectly to me like when you said that it was short and sweet. It gets right to the point, gets everything accomplished in a nice, neat amount of time, and yet is still very, very brutal. It's it's too it's too jacked dudes from the 80s just punching each other in the face and one of the things that i really really appreciated about this match you really you guys got to go watch this because it actually puts some of the i quit matches from the last 10 15 20 years to shame they need to go back to this style first of all the microphone isn't like a pretty wwe microphone with the cover and it's 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 just kind of a whatever a low key microphone. It's almost like a long skinny microphone that Bob Barker would use on absolutely on prices right. <laughs> that cord is getting in the way. They're tripping over it. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, and then when one of them you know is trying to get them to submit you know and give up into the microphone when they get reversed upon and they get struck with a kick or a punch, that microphone goes flying, and visually it is satisfying as hell. It Um, really is. And uh, getting to see them use that microphone as a weapon, it really kind of gave me a good idea of where Mudvayne got a lot of their stage show from, if you remember the band Mudvayne. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, a Mudvayne reference on this podcast. I feel like Mudvayne, you know, was sitting there watching uh, Starcade 1985, Saw Magnum TA really just digging that microphone in and thought, I could Dig. do that to myself every... N- God damn it. Go ahead, Derek. Dig. Bury me. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the lyrics. I just know it goes... Uh, one of my it's... favorite things about the song, Dig, I'm not going to do it on here, but later uh, when you're at a party, 
tell somebody that you wrote a poem and then just read the lyrics to dig normal. Don't don't give it the melody of the song. Just read it. Just read my it. favorite. My favorite thing to do on the weekends is to go to like coffee houses that let you go up and read poetry and uh, break out your, you know, your your reading glasses, take out a piece of paper and then begin reading the lyrics to Eminem's Kill You completely seriously. He's been kicked out of a lot of coffee houses. I made this up. I've never done this, but I fantasize about doing it all the time. See, I picture Mudvayne lyrics being if Brock Lesnar had to write poetry. Oh my God! Say it, say it the way Lesnar would say it for everybody. God. All right, let's pull up the lyrics to dig. So this is this is Garrett's impression of Brock Lesnar <clears throat> reading the lyrics to Mudvayne's "Dig." I gotta get into the Lesnar voice. What's a uh, fuck? What's it? I'm gonna leave Roman covered in his own piss and vomit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're in it. All right, take it away. By the time you're done, you're just going to be wallowing around in shit and piss. God, he's so (laughs) Irish. I can't do Brock Lesnar not Irish. Your rendition is is Irish Lesnar, and that's fine. I think by now they're used to it. I'm just reading the lyrics to this song right now, and it's it's insane. Of any motherfucker that's thinking they can change me, white knuckles grip pushing through for the gold. (laughs) If you're wanting a piece of me, I broke the motherfucking mold. I'm drowning in your wake, shit rubbed in my face, (laughs) teething on concrete, gums bleeding. Dig. Bear, I can't do it. (laughs) You can read the verses, but when it gets to the chorus. (laughs) I struggle in violated space. Sell out motherfuckers in the biz that try to fuck (gasps) me. Hanging from their tees, <laughs> rated PG so insight. <laughs> My That's client, Brock Lesnar, wrote a poem <laughs> that he wants all of you to hear. Did he write it in crown? <laughs> <laughs> he is he is using one of his appearances to read you his book of poetry. So bow down to the greatness. You know, I just thought of a really great segment for this show where we do this every week, where each of us picks a random song and doesn't prepare the other person for it, and then reads it as a wrestler. And we do this every week for the entertainment of our listeners. If they want it. <laughs> Nobody this is for this. This is Booker T's rendition of The Thunder Rolls. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read you the uh, the next Brock Lesnar lyrics. Uh, this isn't this isn't Mudvayne. This is my other favorite song that has the uh, worst. This is the like best worst song to read the lyrics to. Take it away, Brock. I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. I don't know where it goes, but it's only me, and I walk alone. I walk this empty street, on the boulevard of broken dreams, where the city sleeps, and I'm the only one that walks alone. I walk alone. I walk alone. I walk alone. I walk ah. Ah ah. <laughs> Should we get back to what we were talking yeah, about? Let's man. uh we're we're bad at tangents, so we're like twenty five <laughs> minutes into this podcast, still talking about a twelve minute match. <laughs> <laughs> well that was fun. So what else what else can be said about this year man I, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode i hope everyone enjoyed all the episodes we provided over the last year if this was your first time listening 
why did you choose this one? But maybe it was a good one. You got to hear a little, uh, a little buffet of what we have to offer. If this was the first episode you chose to listen to, then a lot of that was out of context. But Most of it was out of context to everybody. Well, right, but I think a lot of people who have listened to us over the last year will remember some of those clips. They've laughed along with us. They've cried along with us. And, uh, hey, yeah. and we just appreciate you spending this last year for once, you know, once a week for an hour hanging out with the hottest free agents on the market. Yep. Right Maybe now. Maybe that should be our goal for the next year to not be free agents. Hey, you know what? We could get signed to AEW, but if it doesn't happen, you know where we get signed? Over on the Pioneer Network. I hear they're just giving away TV shows. I will be just happy with Westwood One. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, so yeah, right now we're Wayne's World pre-getting signed by, uh, getting sponsored by Noah Vanderhoff. Yep. I'd like to think things will get better though when we get signed. So, sponsorships, man. Reebok and Pizza Hut and Doritos. <laughs> I'd like to get That's peanut M&Ms in on this, too. <laughs> God, I love peanut M&Ms. Uh, maybe some other products I use, like uh, Tom's deodorant. No aluminum. <laughs> not getting that Alzheimer's. Tom's, uh, to Tom's, Tom's, Tom's. Cha-ching. There's our ads. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. Oh, we ate at Buffalo Wild Wings so many times overall in weekend. Where's our money, Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah, B-dubs, hook us up. Tell people to sign us. That's Either way, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we're actually, I think we're going to have a bonus episode this week talking about the Royal Rumble. So if you finish this, look for that if you're interested. Uh, if not, we'll be back next Thursday. Same time, same place. Season two. We run a season on this. We run a season. New season. You know, it's like Cheers. It's going to be season two. 56 episodes a season. Uh, The next season, hopefully we have even more episodes. Predetermined strikes back. Look forward to it. Hit our goddamn music. (laughs) 